My title in this morning is Be an Effective Christian in an Unbelieving World. An Effective Christian in an Unbelieving World. Otherwise, be an, an active Christian in an unbelieving world. Active means, you know, be energetic, be enthusiastic, be dynamic, be vigor as a Christian in this uh, non-believing world. God don't want us to be an inactive Christian or ineffective Christian. If you become an inactive Christian, then you have no use in the hands of God. So in this morning, God is stirring up our hearts to become an, an effective Christian in this non-Christian world. Friends, we all know that we are living in this world of opposition and persecution. Jesus spoke to us. He said, when people hate me, they will also hate you. If they persecute me, they will also persecute you. He says, take courage, I am with you till the end of the age. Hello friends, we are living in a world of unbelieving. The people have not accepted Christ. The world has not accepted Christ because world thinks that he is a foreign God, that he has come from heaven to earth to save people. So the people wanted the world, the God of this world. So that's why the people have gone into the world of God of this world. So Jesus tells us, in the midst of all these things, unbelieving world, Jesus is calling us to be an effective, active Christian so that the God can display His power through you and that He be glorified in the bargain that many will come to know that who God is and who Jesus Christ is. So God wants you to be an effective Christian. Who is a Christian? Christ in one is a Christian. That's what the people define. I hope that Christ is in you. If Christ is in you, God wants to display His power through your life. When Jesus was speaking to the crowd and He spoke to His disciples and He said, You are the light to the world. You are the light to the world. A city on a hilltop cannot be a hidden. A city on a hilltop cannot be hidden. People light up a lamp. They don't keep it under the cot or under the bowl, but they keep it on a stand so that it gives light to the people in that house. So also, you are the world. Let your light shine before men. Let people see the good deeds of your life and praise the living God. Jesus is telling to his disciples, I don't want to be a people, a disciple who is hidden under the cot. I want you to be like a city on the hilltop. Church, God wants us to be a, like a city on the hilltop, being exposed to the to the unknown world here, the unbelieving world. God wants to expose Himself through us as a church, through as an individual. God wants to display His wonder. So also Paul's, the Paul tells to the Philippians, 
the Philippian church and he says, look, God wants you to be shine like stars in this crooked and perverse generation. Shine like stars in this crooked, perverse, wicked generation. Paul is saying to the church and he's saying to them, do everything without arguing or complaining. Just obey what the Lord says to you. So that you will be a children of God without fault and you shine like stars in the universe. Friends, God wants you to shine like stars. Stars can be only seen in the darkness, not in the light. Do you agree with that? Yeah, that's the truth? Yes. Likewise, there are many truths are coming out of this Bible that we need to believe it. Again, Paul tells to the Corinthians, and he says, you are the aroma of God to the people who are perishing, to the people who are being saved. The fragrance, the aroma of God is being displayed through you so that the people will smell the knowledge of God and they will be saved. You are a fragrance. You are the aroma of God. Today God is calling us, you are the aroma of God. You are the stars to be shine in the darkness. You are the light to shine forth in the house, in the society where you live in. So God is calling us in this morning to be an effective Christian. Inactive Christian is useless in the hands of God. I repeat again. So God don't want you to be a Christian who just who come and go doing nothing. Many people think that, yes, I am saved, my family is saved, I want to be in the four corners of the house. Yes, that's it, don't touch me. God don't want to be a people of that kind. Such people are, again I'm telling you, useless in the hands of God. Where God wants to display His power, but we are resisting it. Friends, in Isaiah 43, He says, in 49.3, He says, God says to the people of Israelites, You are my servant. I want to display my splendor through you, so that the world may know that I am the great I am. Hello, church. God is willing to display His power through your life. Are you willing to allow that to happen in your life? I have seen many people in life. You all know that in the Old Testament, the very familiar faces, the familiar names that we have heard like, like Joseph, like Daniel, like Shadrach, Meshach and Abednego, these are the people who committed their lives to God. They realized, they understood, life is not about them, the, light is a, the life is about Him. I want to repeat this statement again. The life is not about me, the life is about Him. These are the people who took hold of it. They committed themselves to God and God began to display His wonder through their lives and He shook and He became, he became known to the people that He is the great I Am. The same thing that God wants you to be like that, that God is, is waiting for you to open up your hearts for Him to display. There are many people in the history, God used them because they committed their lives to the Lord. They always thought to themselves, the life is not about me, it is about Him. The men like Dale Moody, my favorite person, 
like Charles Spurgeon, Jazz Finney, that you see in the history. There are people like Adoniram Judson, you know, Hudson Taylor, all these great men of people, when they committed themselves to the Lord and God began to use them. They did a mighty work for God. They lived for God. They never lived for themselves. They displayed the God's power and affected the society around them. Today, God is calling you and me to affect the society through your life. Are you willing to do it? Are you willing to do it? A question to you in this morning. There are two people impacted my life. They are the life because I have seen their lives. I had been with them. There's a man, before his death, he gave a testimony. He impacted, he impacted I don't know how many people. And he says, I am the one of the eight children to my father. My father is an ordinary person. At a very young age, this boy gave his life to the Lord Jesus Christ. He understood in his life that life is not about me, the life is all about him. Because he committed his life to the Lord Jesus Christ. When he accepted Christ, he surrendered his life, his destiny into the hands of God. I said, Lord, you are the Lord of my life, you lead me. It's not about me, the life is all about you. I want to ask you a question today and this morning. Have you accepted Jesus Christ into your life? Have you made him the Lord of your life and the Savior of your life? Have you surrendered your life to him? Have you allowed him to work in your life? Do you understand that life is all about him, not about you? Friends, that's what he believed in his mind. That's what changed the whole lifestyle in his life. A young man who gave his life to the Lord and waited for his guidance in his life. Lord, I'm studying. My life is in your hands. Now you take me. God led me to do his medicine. He got a medical seat. That boy finished his medicine. Lord, what do I do next? You allowed me to do medicine. What is the next step that I need to take? Can I do here? Can I start my business here? Can I start my clinic here? Can I, what can I do? Lord, you made me a doctor. What can I do? God told him, I'm going to use you. I want to leave your family. I want to leave your place. I want you to go to a place where I will display my splendor and power through your life. This man wholeheartedly obeyed the command of God in his life. Do you know that God speaks? He is a living God. He speaks to you. If you listen to Him. With all the opposition from his family that he said, I need to go. This man packed up his bag. One his small bag, his two, two plant, two clothes, whatever, his small bag. He took up his medical kit. You know, that, that time, those times, I'm talking about 100 years back story this is. He took up his bag, a medical kit carried it on his back, not knowing where he is going. Step by step, God started speaking to him. Go to this direction, take this bus and go. He went in, last bus stop, he got down. Don't know, 
I said, God, take this bullet cart and go to this place. He took a bullet cart and he went to that place. He got down. Small village, a tiny village. There's nothing. He sat on a, under the tree, not knowing what to do. Lord, what is next step for me? I, I come here, I, I obeyed you like Abraham. I obeyed your command. Then he went there. The head of the village came, spoke to him, why are you sitting here? Who are you? He said, I'm a doctor, I'm led by God. He was stunned. What is it? You're led by God. He said, I practice medicine. I'm a doctor. I come here to settle down here. That man was really stunned. He is a Lingayat man. He really stunned that this man is coming here. Okay, you take this room and stay here. I'll give you a bike. I'll give you one man to carry your box. Do your medical work. This man obeyed the call of God. He served there for 50 years in that village. Influenced 60 villages around that place. God displayed his wonders through this man's life. When he died, people came in thousands to pay homage to this man. People witnessed and testified to the crowd. This man came as a God to our city, God to our place. I got healed without any taking medicine. He spoke and I got healed. Many people testified. He gave medicine. He never took money from him. He did wonders. He influenced 60 villages. Today there are 60 churches are in that place of worshipping the living God. The people who came to know that, that he is a Christian. He displayed the God's love, God's power through his lifestyle. He did not make any money. The one man said, this man came, never made any money. He died without money. Church, this man obeyed the call of God and obeyed instructions. If you commit your life into the hands of God, your destiny will change. Your perspective will change. Everything will begin to change. I want to tell you, this man got married to a local woman there, whom he led to Christ. He had eight children and many grandchildren. The promise came to him. It says in Isaiah 59, the word I have kept in your mouth, the spirit which is upon your life, will not depart from your children, nor your grandchildren and generations to come. It is a promise of a God to a man who obeyed the call of God. Through one man, the generations were blessed. Through one man, the 60 villages were blessed. How much more that when we all obey the call of God, how much more God can do His things in this world. Think about it. God is waiting for you. God is waiting for you. He wants you to come to Him. Friends, when I think of this man, what a life that he led. He never lived for himself, he lived for God. That's what we are all called for. We are called to, not to live for ourselves, but for Him 
who gave his life for us. If this thinking is able to change our, our motives, our thinking, things will begin to change in your life. So God wants you to be an effective Christian by you being an obedient to God. And God will display his wonder and his power through his life. This one man influenced my life. And there's another person who influenced my life. They set an example, an exemplary life. They displayed the glory of God through their lives. They were the light to the world. And they are salt to the earth. God wants us to be like that. Friends, when I was growing up, I am in the Lord passed from 39 years. I gave my life to the Lord Jesus Christ on 20th May 1980. That's the way that I got encountered in my life. God is very faithful to me. I asked the Lord, Lord, teach me your ways. Teach me your ways. I want to obey your call. God, I do not know. Supernaturally, in divine appointments, a man come across to me. He meets me and he said, uh, I would like to help you to grow spiritually. I'll be here only for one year. He said, I want to teach whatever I can, whatever you want to grasp, grasp it as much as you can. He is an engineer. And he told me, I'll be going to higher studies. I'm going to do my MTech to serve God. This word really touched my heart. I'm going to do my MTech to serve God. And he is the one who taught me how to handle money in his life, in life. God is going to use me in different levels. That's what God is. God spoke to him and he is obeying the Lord. He said, I am studying to serve God. Anybody is here like that, to study to serve God? You may be a doctor, you may be an engineer, you may be a professional, you may be a businessman, whatever the case what about, what about that? Are you using it to serve God? Think about it. This man, he finished his MTech, he finished his doctorate, and he is a man who is influencing people about Christ. And his living is as simple as ever. He is living a very simple, exemplary life. He earns lakhs of rupees. Companies offer him lakhs of rupees. But he joined the college, not only to teach the academics to the people, but also he began to speak to the students about Jesus Christ. He started displaying the power of God in the lives of the, of the students. I tell you, friends, he earns money, but his life is very simple. Every extra money that is there, he always gives it away. He never stores it up. Because he understood his life is not about him, it's about him. Life transformed. What an exemplary life. Your earnings, your position, what are you going to do about it? If you look at yourself than him, then you are looking to the world, to the pageants of the world. When if you look at him, things will begin to change in your life. This is my introduction for you that we all need to call to live for God 
an, as an active Christian, not as a dead Christian, but a, an active Christian that we can display the power of God through our lives. If you want to be a, a kind of people that, that used by God, that here are the few steps that you need to understand first. It begins with understanding of who you are. Everything begins with the understanding of who you are. Can you read that verse? You are created for God's glory, for a cause, for a purpose. If you understand your own life, that who you are, then you will begin to change a thinking. I want to read in, in Isaiah 43, 7, it says, Everyone who is called by my name, whom I created for my glory, whom I formed and made. God is saying, I have created you for my glory. Can you say that God has created me for his glory? Once again, loudly. Remember this phrase. In 1 Corinthians chapter 8, verse 6, it says, Yet for us there is but one God, the Father, from whom all things came, and for whom we live. I underline that. For whom we live. And there is but one Lord, Jesus Christ, through whom all things came, and through whom we live. Friends, we are all created by God and we are going to live for God through Jesus Christ. This is the statement that God wants to highlight in your life. You have been created for God and God has made us to live through Christ. So we are all made to glorify God in this morning. In Ephesians 2.10, we are God's workmanship created in Christ Jesus to do good works which God prepared in advance for us to do. I want to read one more verse from Acts 17, 26, 28. From one man he made every nation of men that they should inhabit the whole earth and he determined the times set for them and exact places where they should live. For in him we live, move and have our being. Friends, remember that through one man God created the nations. But today, God is telling us that He has created us at His time. We have been born at this age, not before or after. He determined the time for us when, <coughs> when we need to be born, which place needs to be born. God has already determined for us. That's why that we are here today. Because in the plan of God, that you are all here today. So God wants to demonstrate His power, His glory, His splendor through your life, in this generation, through each one of you. So let us say, let us think about this one, one reality, that I have been made to glorify God. Let's say that a 
first Philippians, I mean, Philippians chapter 4, verse 8. I just I displayed here. It says, can you read this? Finally, brothers, whatever is true, whatever is right, noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, if anything that is excellent or praiseworthy, think about such things. If you be an effective Christian, it begins in your mind knowing who you are. Shall we say, you can repeat after me, I am created for God's glory. It is true. It is noble. It is right. It is pure. It is lovely. It is admirable. Excellent. Praiseworthy. Hallelujah. Bible says, think about such things that you have been created for God's glory. Think about it. Let this fit into your mind that you have been created for Him and for His glory. Amen? Allow God to work in you. So my next step is, allow God to work in you. How do I do it? There are three steps to follow. How can I allow God to work in my life? How can I display God's power through my life? There are three steps. Very simple steps. I put it in a different form. Point number one, coming together, Christ and you before God is going to be a new beginning in your life. Christ and you coming together before God is a new beginning in your life. Then further, the step goes on, staying together. Staying with Christ is a progress, is a process. Leads to a new relationship with God. The third one is, working together with Christ leads to a success. A new divine, a spiritual force begins to work and your destiny begins to change. You will have a new destiny to live in. This is what God wants you to do. And this, if you achieve that the display of God's glory through your life, you need to go through these three steps. But uh, there is one more thing that I would like to illustrate, whether you can fit in that, whether you are, you know, agree with this in your life, just say that uh, there is a person called uh, Professor D.A. Carson. Check to see whether it applies to you. He's talking about the gospel and he, he just put it in a very story form. Let's see that whether it uh, applies to you. And he says that there is a man who goes to a shop and he asks for, give me 30% gospel. How much? 30% gospel. I don't want full gospel. I want a 30% gospel. See that what is his reaction. Step by step we'll go that. And he says, I don't want... You know, not too much gospel, but just enough to make me happy, but not so much that I will get addicted to it. Think about it. Do you fit in this or not? Whether it applies to you or not, just check it in your life. The next one is, he says, certainly I don't want so much gospel that I will begin to love my enemies. I don't want so much of gospel. I want just little gospel. 
that I don't want to love my enemies. And certainly, I don't want to be a missionary. And he says, I don't want to be a missionary. And he says, again, I want a joyful experience and feel good, but I don't want a heartfelt repentance and transformation. I want to be feel good and joyful in my life, but I don't want to be a real change of heart and mind. And he goes on to say, I want to be loved, this is very nice, I want to be loved by nice, broad-minded people in the church, but I myself don't want to love those people from different races, especially those who smell. He says, next one, he says, I would like enough gospel to make my family secure and my children well-behaved. This is most of the people's desire. I like enough gospel to make my family secure and my children well-behaved. Some of the people's understanding about the gospel. And goes on to say, but not so much gospel that my ambitions are changed, my giving will be too enlarged or too greatly enlarged. Some people think about the gospel. This is not a gospel. This is a selfish motive to get the gospel. If you are trying to fit into this, please repent. Give a life to the Lord again. This is what the Lord says to you in this morning. Think about it. So just I would like to go to the, the next step. The coming together. Christ and you coming together is a new beginning. Friends, I don't know. You all say that you have given your life to the Lord Jesus Christ. Or you accepted Him. It is like a marriage. You and, a, you and Christ coming together before God and declaring to God. I said, God, I take your son Jesus Christ as my Lord and the Savior. That He died for me on the cross for my sins. He redeemed me. I totally, I repent for it, for my sins. I want to be transformed I allow Jesus Christ to be the Lord of my life. You are declaring it before God. You are making an oath before God and saying that, yes, Lord, I will be with this man till the end. Hello, church. I don't know how many of you have made this kind of a commitment. It is not just a reading a prayer and running away from it. It is a total commitment from your heart before God that I am going to believe in your son, Jesus Christ, who shed his blood for me. He made a blood sacrifice for my sins. In his blood, my sins will be forgiven. Lord, he is crushed and he died, he buried, he rose again, he is alive. That's what you are giving a statement to God. You are declaring to the God, I will make this risen Savior to be my Savior and the Lord. If you are really made this kind of a commitment, I tell you, God begins to work in your life. God begins to, you know, look to your life intently. That's the beginning of your new life. If you have not made this kind of a commitment, make it again. Surrender your life to Jesus. That's where that your thinking changes. Life is not about me, the life is all about Jesus. 
if you are able to make this shift in your mind, things will begin to work differently in your life. The direction changes, destiny changes, and God begins to be glorified through your life. I repeat again, you are existed for God and you are living for God. You are not living for yourself in this world. That's why God created you for Himself, for His glory. When we come under His covering, when we walk into His direction, I tell you, the God begins to work. Your hearts will be filled with full of joy and gladness, not that you are going to suffer. Your hearts will be full of joy and gladness, that you are walking in the right path. So this is the first step in your life, is to coming together in Christ and declaring it before God. It's like a marriage. You know, in the marriage that you say, the, the man and woman make a covenant before each other, before God. Oh, he, they made a big covenant and they will say, till death I am going to stay this man. It is also like that in marriage with Christ. Actually, we are married to Christ. That we belong to Him. Be serious about your relationship with Christ. My second step, staying together. My second step will be uh, staying together. Jesus always spoke, when you made this first commitment that coming together before God, then Jesus says, my son, remain with me, stay with me, hold on to me, don't give up, don't leave me, you cannot do anything without me. That's the statement of Jesus Christ in the scripture. And he always promised, I'll be with you till the end. I'll be with you. I am the Lord and the God of your life. I am going to display my power through your life. And he says, what about our response? We are called to live with him. We are called, we have got a responsibility to stick on with him, to be with him, to humble ourselves before him and work with him. So as we stay with him, friends, things will begin to change your life. If you are serious about this relationship with Christ, things will begin to change. When Christ entered your life, He begins to clean up your life. Even Jesus Himself said, I am the light of the world. The light, the light shines in your heart. All the filthy things begin to be, to be removed. As you live with Him, God reveals things to you, clean up your heart. He makes your heart, uh, you know, sweeping and swabbing your life making it clean, arranging it in a perfect way. God does things in your life. That's what Jesus said. I have come to destroy all the works of the evil one in your life. God wants to destroy all the, the evil things in your life. As you stay on with Him, He will do it. And He will mold you, He will shape you for the works of service. Remember, life is all about Him, not about you. The moment you think it is my family, my children, my job, my money, my property, you are focused out of God's sight and you are on the worldly side. God will take care of all these things. Friends, focus on God. Focus on Jesus Christ who is inside of you, who is with you all the days of your life. Relate with Him. Build a friendship with Him. 
he begin to teach you the ways of life i understood this concept in my life in the earlier days when i got saved people gave me the one book red book to me the new testament i began to read a new testament is the one when you came together with christ god declared you are my son i have washed your sins away a new covenant has been new relationship a new agreement has been made between us and god between me and god a new agreement has been made when we receive jesus christ the new testament he gave it to me he said read it in my desperation in my hopelessness in those conditions i met god god became everything to me i thought to myself what is there in life only suffering only suffering there is no hope there is no no way out in that desperation i called out to god god came into my life and god gave this book to me and the man told me read this book god speaks to you every day so when he said god speaks to you every day that i began to all the time i carried that book wherever i went when i am jobless i cried unto god i said god i am jobless i need a job god only give me for my food for my daily needs i need a job god gave me a job within a week i applied so many applications gone no one responded but i looked to god i said lord life is not about me life is about you because i made you the lord of my life because my life destiny is in your hands i said i said lord give me a job god gave me a job someone came into my house and he said oh you are jobless okay you go and meet this person he will give you a job take your documents and go so i took and went to that place to the company i said he looked at me oh david gundi you are a christian yes sir i am a christian in that company there were not many i never know i never knew anybody there no christians no muslims in that place okay because of this man i'm going to take you the job he gave me a job he gave me that you have to work for one year as an apprentice yes sir i'll give you 400 rupees stipend for you is all happening in 1980 i told him i said god you gave me a job i want to thank you my salary is 400 rupees per month i have to lead my family my father is there i got two sisters i need to lead my life i do not know how but you are the provider when i am reading through the scriptures god gave me wonderful verses my god will supply all your needs according to the riches of your grace in christ jesus yes lord thank you it is true you know it is true it is noble it is right it is pure it is lovely it is admirable it is excellent praiseworthy i said god thank you for your promise it it stuck into my mind as it went into my mind i begin to rest in peace i told the lord 400 rupees lord as i'm reading through the scriptures god told me i said you have given me this job in colossians chapter 4 god revealed it to me you are not working for men you are working for me god revealed in the scriptures job is i have given you the job you are working for me 
So I become all the more, all the more the alert. Right? I am working for God. God gave me the job. I need to be sincere. I need to be honest. I need to be correct. Be in time. Go in time. Finish my job. All the responsibilities. God is seeing. So I began to work for God, not for people. My manager called me. He saw me. I am going to reduce your apprenticeship by nine months. I am going to appoint you next month. He gave me an appointment in, in three months. I don't know whether it happened in the company there, but God gave me, cut short my apprenticeship. He increased my salary sufficient to lead my life. Friends, when you allow God to work, when you allow your life into the hands of God, He is beginning to shape your life. One day I was sitting in my company. I was an, I was an employee, I just an ordinary employee. In thousands of people, just I am the one of them. I carried the red book everywhere I went because I read, I read, I read. The New Testament it was. I tell you, it really blew my mind. I said, God, how good you are. People seeing that book, talking about that book, I started sharing about who God is to them. It was lying on my table. One day I was sitting and just I was praying before God. I said, Lord, help me. Bless this job, bless the company. I was praying for the company. I don't know who saw it. My manager saw it, I think. He called me one day to his chamber. You are a different man. I am going to send you to a different project. I am going to make you a different person. Go to the Indian Center of Science. There's a course. Do it. I have recommended your name. There's a course is going on in your science and I want you to go and attend this for a year. Why he has to tell me like that? In the bargain he tells me, pray for me also. Where did, where did he learn that? Why did he say that? People began to see Christ in my life. Because I was so afraid of God. I said, Lord, this is your job. I tell you, God me lifted me up. What I wanted to tell you is, life is not about me. It is about Him who can display His power. One day, I saw a man in the company. At the gate, the mother and the children, they were crying. And uh, they said, just happened to see and heard my husband he is a drunkard. He never gives me money. He drinks and goes away. I come here to tell the, the manager that give money directly to me, not to give it in his hands. He drinks. The company sent him to de-addiction centers three times. He comes and comes back to the work, drinks. In 15 days, he begins his work. One day I met that man. I said, do you want to really stop drinking? Yes, I want to really stop drinking, but I can't. Now we know why. That time, no healing deliverance, no ordinary church was there. <coughs> I told him, you believe in Jesus. You need God in your life to set you free. You need God. God can come into your life through Jesus Christ. Is it so? I want to live. 
he was very honest in his, in his confession. I said, come, we prayed. I led him to Christ. I began to meet him every day. After the factory hours, I needed to meet him every day. After the, in the, in the, after the gate, just we used to sit there in the stone and we used to talk. People are watching. What happened? God displayed his power in his life. He stopped drinking. It became an issue in the, in the factory. Hey, this man is converting people. Oh, I said, some people said, hey, good thing has happened to this man. God has delivered him. God has set him free. I tell you, God displayed his power. Who am I? It is God who does everything. Only when you obey things, it will happen. It becomes glory to God. Hallelujah. Yes. God wants to display power through your life. He wants to influence your society through you. Only if you are totally committed to the Lord. Working together. The third point is what I want to tell you is working together with Christ. We need to work together with Christ. One is coming together, staying together and working together. I said, Lord, what can I do for you? Lord, my life is into it. Use me. I want to work. I want to display your name. God begins to use. God begins to use. When you respond, He begins to use you in your life. I can tell many stories of my own life. But today, but what I want to tell you is display God's power through your life. I served in that company for 20 years. From employee to God lifted me up to the highest place. The time came that I, I resigned my job. God spoke to me, leave your job and follow me. I need you. When God called me, I need to obey. I always say to you, God speaks. When I resigned my job, Director called me, why are you resigning the job? Sir, I'm going like this way. He looked at me. Man, you have made a wrong decision. Sir, this is God. I shared the gospel to him. This is what he changed my life. And that director told me, if you change your thinking, if you change your decision, please come back to us. I'll give your job back to you. He said, I know who you are because I feared God and worked in that company. I led many people to Christ. Just God displayed His power in their lives. I began to disciple them. In 20 years of time, they got discipled. Some people resigned and gone somewhere else. But one thing I want to tell you, display God's power through your life. When I resigned, I went for a year of training. They did not settle my accounts. I came back. Sir, you never settled my accounts. It's already one year over. I never received my PF. I never received anything. The director told me, yeah, I don't know where I left your resignation letter. It must have gone into the dustbin. I don't know your resignation letter, but I give you time. Think about it. Come back and join the company. 
but I decided to resign. I resigned the job. And he told me, because you served here, nobody gives you, when you resign, nobody gives you money, just like that. He told me, you have resigned your job. Because of your faithfulness, I'm going to give you, they said they gave me some one and a half lakhs exigatia, out of the money, company will give you as a gift to you. Nobody does, when you resign, nobody gives you like that. But this man gave it to me, that I cleared all my loans and everything, that's a different story. But what I want you to tell you through my life, when you fear God and work, things will begin to change. Your destiny begins to change. God took me out of that place. God placed me here in this church. I am working among Kannada people in the villages to display God's power and glory. His work is going on. Live for the God's glory and work for the salvation of souls. So when you begin to work for God, two things always happen. You display God's power that you begin to save people and you begin to serve people. These are the two things go together in life when you begin to allow God to work, surrender your life to God. At the bottom line, God takes care of all your needs. You need not worry about your things because God is on your side. So how many of you in this morning willing to, willing to allow God to work in your life? Life is not about you. Life is about Him. How many of you take this caption in your life? So when you do this, God will be glorified. Again, I want to say, God will display His power, His majesty, His wonders through your life. God will be glorified, people will be blessed, and you and your family will be blessed. Amen? Shall we all stand? Day. We've gathered in your name, calling out to you. Your glory like a fire, awakening desire, burn our hearts with you. You're the reason, you're the reason we're here. You're the reason we're saved.